Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, this is Andy Jacobs. Uh, Paul Hawksby is still unavailable. Uh, Andy Goldstein did the show with me today, but he's uh, had to rush off. So I'm doing the link on my own. Should be marvellous, wouldn't it? Uh, what have we got for today's show? Well, we had a bit of a chat, and he interviewed me quite a lot. He does like to do that. Um, and we spoke to a bloke who sat, who set a world record for sitting in ice. Yes, marvellous. The season has started, but never mind. And, uh, well, oh yes, we talked about, to our US sports editor about the rise of WWE and wrestling in this country. So that was quite a good chat as well. So uh, hope you enjoy. <laughs> Steve, and, that was very good. And good afternoon, everyone. I should say this. Good afternoon to you, Andy. How lovely to see you. Yes, thanks, Andy. Good to see you too. And we've been together now for over an hour. And you haven't mentioned Sunday. That's very nice of you. Oh my God, I forgot about <laughs> that. You could have done the whole. When Tom three told hours. me you were doing the show today, I thought I thought to myself, oh well, that's good in one sense, but not so good in another yeah, sense. My goodness, wow. I mean, yes. I reckon had you not mentioned it there, I probably would have gone. <laughs> I would have got to one minute past four, handed over to Durham, and gone. Oh no. <laughs> Did you give Jason a hard time? Uh, yeah, I did, but I sort of alluded to the fact that that was going to happen. I mean, we're all clever after the event on Friday's show that we did together because mm-hmm. I, I looked at your team, I looked at your centre halves. Christensen, I think, has a bright future, but Kurt Zuma, I've, I've never been convinced about. And mm-hmm. listen, we we had some decent players on the show. You were massively weakened by four or five first teamers, and mm-hmm. I, I wasn't. I was stunned by the actual scoreline. 4-0, I think, flattered us slightly. Could have e- easily been 2-0 or had you scored that first goal. It could have been... I, I felt on the balance of play in the first 65 minutes, it could have ended at 2-2. They they collapsed, though. It was a calamitous collapse the last 25 minutes. And it leaves a lot of questions. I mean, of course, it's only the first game. Uh, but the last thing you need, I was saying yesterday, when you've taken a 4-0 hammering from a, quite a good team, is to go and play an even better team mm. in Istanbul in the midweek. Yeah, I think it's I a do massive, fear for that. massive week. You've got that game tomorrow night, and then, yeah. of course, you've got Leicester at home Leicester, at the weekend, yeah, which yeah, I that, think is a huge game. That's a huge game. They've got to get something out of it, even if it's yeah. a point. But I, let, let, I do I feel, you? a lot of Chelsea fans feel that the, the first half of the season is going to be very difficult. Mm. And the second half, they will get... But that's what you've got to look for. You've got to look... I, I noticed some, one of the writers this morning saying, oh, they won't accept... that Bramovich won't accept finishing 8th or 10th. I think that's exactly what he'll accept this year. Yeah. I think he'll be delighted that if they fin- can finish 8th, not have European football next year, so they'll be free and easy, spend 200, 250 million next summer, 
and you know, add, and all those young five young players that they've got will have a years of Premier League football. And I think that's the way you have to look at it. But let, let me it was a you. bit ominous the last twenty five minutes. Well, one of the, the pro- not problems that I've got with Chelsea, but something I highlighted to Jay, um, and he didn't necessarily agree with me. I thought you knew you had this mm. transfer ban coming mm. up, right? And mm. I cannot for the life of me understand what the, the David Lewis thing. Obviously, something's happened behind the scenes, and they got rid, which I mm. think. Part of being a manager is to manage players. Even yeah. more so when you've got a transfer ban, that should have been sorted out. But Gary Cahill, I mean, the, the reason that you you offered David Lewis that two-year deal in May was because you couldn't buy players in. And I just thought to let someone like Gary Cahill go on a free when you should mm. have maybe offered him a year's deal, a two-year deal, because... Well, I don't suppose they expected Lewis to do what he did. No, so, but, but, know, even, so they, but even... they couldn't keep all of them. But even with da- David Lewis, your, your mm. first choice set-ups, David Lewis can only play in a three, I think. If you're going to play two, mm. which is what Frank likes to do, yeah. you can't play it's David still, Lewis he, anyway. He did play in a two last year, but, it, you know, at times he was good and at times he wasn't. And uh, and he was terrible in pre-season. It, look, you know, let's let's give it more than one Are you game. worried? Are you worried? Not at this stage, no. I mean, what's the, here's a question for you. What's the reason, without getting too deep about it, what's the reason Frank Lampard's got this job? Well, because it, it's he's the right bloke at the right time. They want to. They've they've had this fantastic youth system for, you know, five six years, even longer, really. But especially the the last few, this crop of young players were the best in their age group in Europe. You know, so. Why not give them a pathway? Why not give them a chance? And if they come off, if Hudson-Odoi comes off, Loftus-Cheek's already proven. He scored 10 goals last year at the end of back end of the season. If they, these players come off, it saves you 70 million quid, 70, 80 million pounds. You need, Plus, yeah. you need that. So this is a very valuable year for Chelsea, as long as you know they don't get into too much difficulty. You do worry about, you know, say they lose heavily tomorrow night, you know, and then didn't beat Leicester or lost to Leicester, then the confidence... Is going to drop, yeah, especially you know, with young kids. Yeah. yeah, and so everybody needs to be, you know. But we've seen this, you know. We've seen teams start with four defeats and still be fine, you know, until finish. Arsenal lost the first two. They lost their games. first two. So you just you have to give it a bit of a, t- you know, yeah. bit of time. That's all. Uh, anyway, on on a lighter note, we're going to be talking about world records today, yes. aren't we? We were speaking to a bloke who uh, sat in an ice bucket of ice, really, basically yeah. for two hours. Just over two hours, actually. Goodness, yeah, goodness knows why. Uh, you've got a world record. Well, I was just talking to John, our producer, beforehand about should we ask people out there for their own personal world records? And and mine is that when I was about 14 or 15, that was the first time I was ever allowed on a bus on my own into my local high street. It was Ilford at the time. And uh, me and my mate Paul, we went into... We, we decided there's nothing we really could do. We had no money. We you know, couldn't go anywhere. So we decided to set our own world records how long we could stay in various shops. And we jointly currently hold the world record that even my kids have tried to beat. WH Smith in the high street in Ilford for just over two hours, 15 minutes. Really, before somebody says, what are you doing no, in before, this before we went, I think we should move on. <laughs> two hours, 15. That's a brilliant record. In WH Smith. So I thought if people out there have got their own world records, not sport-related ones, but... Anything you care to share with us, let me tweet me at AndyGolson05 or are you, do you put your Twitter out there? I can't remember. Any no, no, I'm not on Twitter. No, are so you not? No. Are you, are, you, are you not on it? I'm not on Twitter. Are you, but are you on it? No, I'm not on You're Twitter. You're not on Twitter anymore. No. So if no. I look at your name, what happens? Uh, you'll get a bloke pretending to be me. <laughs> okay, what's he? We'll put his, we'll put his address out. <laughs> he's, uh, he's very good there. I don't know if he's available to do this show. Well, I, still, I still don't off. know if that person is actually you, but you're not telling me. No, no. You're honestly not on Twitter anymore? Honestly not on Twitter. Okay. Yeah. Just tweet me. I'm on Instagram, there, as you know. Yes. I is like, that is that I, out for people to know? Yes. Oh, yeah, I like oh. Instagram. It's, okay. it's kinder. 
Okay, so there you go. If you're going to abuse about, Andy, but I don't do talk about football on Instagram. It's, it's mainly for my uh, artwork and oh, stupid, your artwork. Wow, stupid, we haven't spoken te- about that. stupid text to uh, newspapers. The artwork thing that's come from nowhere, isn't it? It has come from nowhere. Yeah. It's, Have it's, you always been gifted? No, in... never. I, I wouldn't even say I am now. But, oh um, no, they are. They're no, good. no, I never had any. Uh, uh, Is there a book ability? coming out? It's, we're talking. Are you? <laughs> yeah, there's, there's possibly possibility of a Colour show. by numbers? <laughs> I'll be coming in an artist's smock. <laughs> <laughs> One bloke said to me, please don't retire. I thought, have you heard something? But, uh, you know, <laughs> it no. depends who said that. They're you, great. They're great. You know, it's, it's, it's You've fun. You've sold a few as well, haven't you? Well, that, that's for charity, though. That's one thing, you know. Oh, and see, now I'm down that dodgy road where I'm thinking, do I say I'll buy one for charity or not? Well, you how, should. How much are they? £50. OK, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> I've sold a lot of them. People like Simon Jordan bought one. Yeah, but he's got money. Yeah, I I £50. Pounds, that's why I haven't I've been tapping up people with money. All right, OK. Anyway, another world record. New York. Sorry, do you do them to order? No. No, listen, listen to Van Gogh. Oh, no, no. Oh, no I'm, a, I'm an artist. I'll do what I do. Because I'm not very good. I, I'm, oh, you I'm, are? No, they're good. They're good. You know, the, the one I've recently got... you did a self-portrait of you in the style of... Who was that? In Van Gogh. It was Van Gogh, yeah. Um, that was very good. All right, I should I put like that on. We should put that up on Twitter, actually. So I'll give you a ten and for it. And so you can abuse me. <laughs> Fine, thanks. Uh, New York, New Yorker Daniel Rose Levine holds the Guinness World Record, this was in the papers this morning, for solving a Rubik's Cube with his feet. The 16-year-old can solve it in 16.9 seconds. Wow. That's quite dexterous, isn't it? That's good going. A friend of mine, uh, two weeks ago, when we were on holiday in uh, in Corfu, he went into the the shop in the hotel and Mm. bought a Rubik's Cube, and he said, I've never done one before, I'm going to try it. And every day we were sitting and suddenly he's there feeling about Couldn't couldn't get anywhere near it. Can you do it? No, I can't. It's not not something you could... I think there's... You actually have to do something... It's like all to do with algorithms. You can't just fluke it. You can't go, I'll do blue, then I'll do red. There's a, actually a strategy There's a behind strategy it. strategy behind it. Okay, yeah. yeah. Here's a light story you'll enjoy, though. This is the one that I like the most from today's papers. Uh, basketball player DJ Cooper has been suspended for fraud. He took a drugs test and it came back that he was pregnant. <laughs> because basically, what? well, the sample had belonged to his girlfriend. Oh, okay. So basically, he got suspended for fraud. But you mentioned putting what in you a mean sample. You got, sorry, I don't get that. What, what's well, fraud? Fraud, because he fraudulently, basically... Oh, I see, he did it on purpose. He yeah. gave the wrong... OK. Oh, no, he did, of course. No, I thought you were saying there was a mix-up in the lab or something. No, no, there was a mix-up at home. <laughs> so, an intentional <laughs> so mix-up. he was pregnant. Yeah. That's amazing. So have I'd I love... passed the drug test? Yes, but you're pregnant. I'd love to see how he got out of that. Well, obviously, he didn't. He didn't. He got suspended. That's nice. Mm, Good nice. work. Good work. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. You're listening to Hawksby and Jacobs with me, yes. Andy Goldstein. In for Paul Hawksby. I've got the lovely Andy Jacobs in all the time. He looks very dapper. So, as he always does, actually. Whenever I see you, whenever I turn up and you walk into the office, I think he looks good. That's I don't good. mean this in a rude way, but you look good for your age. Thank you very much. No, but that's a nice thing to <laughs> yeah, say. Yeah, you know what I mean? It is, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do, Because yeah. a lot of people at your age have sort of given up on life. And I'm like, <laughs> no, you know, do you know what I mean, though? But <laughs> Not that old. <laughs> but I, I like you, you know, you, you, you look at what you wear in the morning. It's all matches. You look oh, good. Yeah, it's good. Thank it's you. It's very good. Very now, earlier on, that came out slightly differently as it was in my head. But <laughs> yeah, it's fine. <laughs> earlier on, uh, I've been asking for your own personal world records. That's because... Our next guest has set a world record oh, yes. of standing in an icebox uh, for two hours, eight minutes and 47 seconds. Why, you may ask? Well, <laughs> I can't answer that. Was he sitting or standing? The photo looks like he's sitting, but I don't know. We'll have a look. Well, we we'll can find him. out as we can say hello and good afternoon. Oh, it's not working on my screen. Can someone put him live for me? 
I can't drag it in. I can't drag it in. Is it working? Can you put him it's live? very technical. There you it? go. We've got him. Let's say hello and good afternoon to Joseph Kerbal joins us. Joseph, good afternoon to you. Hello, sir. Uh, here's Joseph from Austria. Hi. Hi. Congratulations, Joseph, on your world record. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So uh, you are the founder of the National Ice Swimming Association. So you're a man that's used to uh, extreme cold, but this was ridiculous. Tell the listeners what you actually did. So, yes, I am uh, uh, president of the Austrian Ice Swimming Association. And, uh, yeah, I was uh, in, a, in a glass box full of ice um, and um, ice cubes. Mm. And I was there inside for more than two hours. So it was a little bit cold, but uh, it was a, a very new experience for me uh, because ice swimming, uh, you can't uh, do such a long time in ice water. But uh, in a box with ice cubes, it's possible to be longer inside. Uh, Joseph, can I ask why you did it? Um, I was in a show in uh, in the springtime and uh, there I was sitting in a, in a, a box uh, full of ice and I thought, uh, okay, I did one more than one hour. So that works very good. Um, where is the world record? So let's try the world record. And so I did it. Well, that's incredible. You did it at Vienna Central Station. So did you have a bit of a crowd watching you and encouraging you? Yeah, that was uh, that was my main thing, uh, uh, taking a big crowd around me so that uh, I got more motivation to do that. And I was reading that you said, uh, this is fairly logical, really, but you said it was very cold at the beginning. It would have, I mean, it must, have been a, it must have been a shock to your system. I and mean, Were you worried that it would affect you in that way, your health? No, uh, no. I, I trained that all in a, in a box full of ice water. So the water temperature was approximately around 3 degree to 5 degree. But the water was all around my skin, so that's harder than ice cubes because they are not all over the body. Mm. They're in parts. So in ice water, it's harder. Joseph, I mentioned the world record that you set is 2 hours, 8 minutes and 47 seconds. Did you stop yeah. because it was hurting you or because you got bored? <laughs> yeah, that's a question a lot of people ask me. Um, I was, uh, one, after 1 hour 40 I measured that it's easy to get that new world record. Then I went up to two hours. After two hours, a guy measured my my temperature, and I said to him, oh, so I will do two hours and five minutes, and then let's take another time, another temperature from me, and after that we will say or, or think about if I'm going on or not. Then in two hours and five, um, yeah, I said, okay, I will do another few minutes, so... Two hours and seven minutes sounds good. It's also a good uh, time for uh, a marathon in running. So I thought, okay, let's do two hours seven. And then uh, we had that two hours seven, and then uh, we thought, uh, okay, let's go out. But then they had problems to open uh, the ice box, and so the time was afterwards two hours and eight minutes forty-seven. Okay, um, let me it ask. It doesn't hurt that much. It, it, I could stay longer inside, yes. When? But I said, I thought I'm I'm clear in mind, so I. Mm. I can choose what I want to do, so that was the right decision. Joseph, in the winter, if I nip out to the shops to get something, when I come back, I'm frozen to the bone and I have to have a hot shower <laughs> and it, it takes me about an hour to warm up again. How long was okay. it after this that you felt back to normal again? Oh, it was very quick. It, it, was, uh, it was special also for me. It takes me 10 minutes. 
I was 10 minutes in 24 degree and uh, it was perfect afterwards. Wow. Did it, did, did, were the ice cubes topped up? I mean, were, were they melting or did, were they soft? Yeah, they were melting. Yeah. Uh, we need about 100 kilogram more ice to put it uh, again and again inside wow. into the box. Um, Joseph, while we've been talking to you, I've just been told that someone's beaten your world record. So are, are you prepared to go to three hours? Oh, it's, it's, I think it's not that problem uh, to be three hours in an icebox. Uh, the hardest problem for me will be uh, to tell my wife that I will do that again. It's incredible. Because she is frightened, you know. Yeah, well, not surprised. Not so easy for her. No. Well, congratulations. I don't know. Have you got uh, another world record in mind? Something even madder? Or you, could is you, this it for yeah, you, mate? Could you combine next, the two and maybe have a, a massive gin and tonic? <laughs> yeah, next next March. Um, so there is um, a glacier in the Tyrol Alps. And it's on 3,214 meters altitude. And the water temperature in that glacier, there is a lake in that glacier. The water temperature is below zero degree, around minus zero four uh, to minus one degree. And uh, yeah, I want to swim there the ice mile. It's 1,609.8 meters. And that will be also two world records mm. because of the altitude and the temperature. Um, Joseph, do you have a normal job? Yeah, yeah. What do you do? I'm in the Ministry of Traffic. I'm there for aviation security. I'm responsible for that. Mm, and that's okay. my... Main job. Okay. Right. Lovely. Wonderful. Well, well done. Lovely to speak to you. Thank good, you very much. Good work, Joseph. Congratulations on the world record. Oh, thank you. Thank you. There you go, Joseph. Our <laughs> pleasure. There you go, Joseph Kerbal, as I mentioned. Two hours, eight minutes, and 47 seconds up to his neck in ice cubes wearing swimming trunks. You did a bit of a Jeff Shreve on him there, telling him his world record had been broken. It's like he did to Ivanovich when he told him oh, he was yes, going to be in the final. Of course. <laughs> what do you make of people that do things like this, Anne? Mad. What's the point? But you know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I could have written that down in an envelope, sealed it, and gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is the point? Well, there's no point, is there really? But you know, I, I admire people who do it. It's good fun. Yeah. It's, you know, there'd be no Guinness Book of Records if there weren't people like him. So, mm. you know, have you ever attempted a, a proper world record? Because Dan said this. I've attempted one as well no. before. You know, no. tried it. No. Years ago on the Allsport Show, I tried to do the yellow to black challenge. You know, yellow, green, brown, blue, pink. I think in under. Mm. And under 20 seconds. I couldn't get close to it. No. A guy called James Popperwell did it. He, he actually set the world record. Oh, well, which is go. quite impressive. Snooky you're talking about now, aren't you? Bit of snooky, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anything else you want to add to that? Nope. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. the last hour of Hawksby Jacobs with me Goldstein in for Hawksby and we've got a busy hour coming up oh yes just looking across at Andy Jacobs of gearing himself up for the last 60 minutes or so we've only talked Chelsea once that was at the top of the show yeah you've been very kind to me I'm very glad actually do you want to talk? We got, Could have rubbed it in. We've got nothing in this part of the show, have we? Is that right? So we can talk more Chelsea. John's just said, <laughs> what, he's just said, really annoy Andy as much as you can. He's in a good mood today. Oh, yeah. Talk Chelsea, talk in more a great Chelsea. Mood, yeah. Who do you fancy? Now you've seen everyone play one game. I know it's impossible. Oh, yeah, no, I did a one game reactive thing. Okay. I had, I had United, you all you, you know where I think United will finish. And let me just consult my uh, book. Oh, I had them at fifth. Really? Yeah, I think they're going to be... Well, that does surprise me. I think they're going to com- be compromised by the Europa League. I think that makes life difficult for them. They'll drop points. Every team drops points because of the, mm-hmm. it's about how strong your squad is. Where'd you put your mob? Uh, about 11th. <laughs> that's, okay, that's so you, isn't it? <laughs> Who's winning it? City? City are winning it. And then Spurs Liverpool. or Liverpool? Liverpool. Okay. Spurs, Arsenal, United, Everton, Leicester, Wolves, Burnley, Chelsea, West Ham, Brighton, Watford. Burnley above Chelsea, you reckon? They had a. Do you see? Do you see yeah. Burnley's record in the second half of last season? They had the yes. best record apart from the top two. Yes, and, and they won on Saturday. Yeah, but do you see it the first half of the season? Yeah, but that's because they were exactly what I'm talking about. They were compromised by the Europa oh, League. So I'm got going down. It doesn't mean they're going to in any shape or form. Sheffield United, Norwich, and Newcastle. You fancy Newcastle will go down, do you? I do. I think they've got problems there. I think I don't get the Andy Carroll signing. Do you? Is that just to make the fans no, happy and sell no, shirts? No, I'm a big fan of Andy Carroll. And if he, it's the old usual. If he's fit, but yeah, if he's it. fit, then you know, of course, he probably won't be. But if he is, then you know, he's a good, good player. Mm. He's got something about him. But I, I, what I did like on the first weekend was all the the teams trying to play football. It was great to see Brighton trying to play and being progressive. I think this sort of, you know, you can do it. You know, Chelsea could have done with being a bit more pragmatic on Sunday, but in general, the league it can only be better if you know if teams try and play. And it was really noticeable that uh, I mean, you, this is a difficult one, this because you know it's results versus you know entertainment. But I mean, last year Chelsea finished third, but I, I virtually by the end of the season I couldn't stand watching them. Mm. I just hated it, and I think Jason felt pretty similar. Do you like all the new rules? Do you like the? Um you can take the, the uh, goal kick and people can pick the ball yeah, up. Yeah, I haven't seen, and I've only seen a couple of live games and I didn't really notice it re- affecting the, the football that much. Mm-hmm. I think I it benefits. Spurs game live and I watched, uh, you know, our game live. Yeah, I think that rule benefits teams like City who like playing out and I don't know how yeah. Burnley are going to cope with that. If, of course, they use it, they don't have to use it. Oh, they don't tend to do that. Do what they? about VAR? We've not even talked VAR yet. That's yeah, we've had a long day. chat about VAR yesterday. Uh, yeah. Let me ask you this. Before this season started in the Premier League, were you for or against it? Uh, originally, I was for it. Then I was against it. <laughs> uh, then I was for it after the World Cup, the Men's World Cup. 
and I was massively against it after the Women's World Cup. <laughs> and I still don't think... Where are you now with it? I still don't think it's right. It's but, not okay, quite right. What don't you like about it? Because, of course, you can't argue with the fact well, that you're no, getting better results from it. Well, yeah, but I, you know, I only feel the same as everybody else. I haven't really got an original thought on it. It's, it's that thing of, you know, removing the spontaneity, the joy, and that sort of thing is definitely a factor. Um, and... Part, you know, we all like goal line technology. We all, you know, clear offside is one thing. I just think this, you know, the the interpretation. It's interesting. Martin Ziegler had a story last night in the Times about the fact they're going to look at the offside rule because, you know, in the in the end, if it's this, you know, toenail and all this, the, the, the technology is not accurate enough. You know, the moment the ball moves a fraction could be the same fraction at the other end of of the player being offside. So you have to know exactly exactly the moment the ball is kicked not touched but absolutely moves forward when it starts to move forward mm. versus where the player is and that technology is if it's anything like cricket and tennis and i believe it is uh, it has a margin of error and if you have a margin of error you can't then say well that's absolutely it you have to say that's so close we're going to stay with the call on the field if the call on the field is offside it's offside but, but if the linesman hasn't given it it's a goal but when does so close become fact when do you go with so close? But now it's a little bit more than so close. Well, so cl the, the so close and fact is obviously uh, that that's the decision. The, the linesman's seen it as offside, or he hasn't seen it as offside. And if it's clear, if he's the linesman made a you know a right ricket, which we saw. What game did we see at the end of last season? Was it, or was it even in the women's football? It was a really terrible one where it was so offside, and you thought, how on earth could a, an official, an assistant, miss that? But mm. you know, then those are the, what it's for. But then the the the, the Ryan Sterling, the Jesse Lingard ones, nah, forget it. Mm. That's what I think. What do you think? Um, I was always a big, big fan of it. And you cannot argue with the fact that you're going to get, in percentage terms, more decisions correct than ever before. I think that's a fact. You can't argue with that. Even, no. even if out of 10 of the VAR decisions, one of them is actually called wrong by the officials, the other nine will be bang on the money. And you won't, you won't really get those. The thing I've got a problem with, I watched the City game against West Ham at the weekend. And it got a bit farcical at the end. You know, when Aguero missed the penalty, and then, oh, hold on a minute. And then the fans actually start cheering... The, the scoreboard, because mm. the scoreboard says retake, then he retakes it again, then you've got to look back at the penalty to see if a City player encroached before you can give the... You know, I, I was saying on last night's show, are we at a stage now? And I had Dermot Gallagher on and asked him, after every penalty is taken now, do they look back at it to see if you score it, if one of your players encroached? Yeah, you miss sure, it if one I of, bet they do. And he said, yeah. So if that's, if that's the case, that mm. after every penalty irrelevant of the result, you, you review it, you can't ever now cheer a penalty. You have to wait. It's pointless. Did, it's gone in. They have, I, I don't know if this... It hasn't come in this year, but there was this, a rule muted that, uh, that if a penalty was saved, mm. that was the, that was the end of the play. It was like a kind of dead ball situation. That, they, that they failed to bring that in. They didn't bring it in because that would then you wouldn't have to worry about encroachment. Yeah, but that was no, crazy, wasn't it? Yeah, I, do, I didn't like that rule. I think, you know, it's, it's the ball's flowing, the keeper saves it. It's football. You want it to still be playing and yeah. you know, that sort of thing. So. I mean, I'm guessing that was brought on, brought in on the back of, I think it was when Spurs were playing Arsenal at Wembley, mm. when Vertonghen approached, or encroached, I should say, when yeah. it was saved. And because he had maybe a three-yard start on the Arsenal player, he managed to get into the box and clear it, and they didn't pick that up. I'm guessing that's why. But there's so many rule changes in football. I don't think we need... I, I, tell you I, what, I, I do think it's dangerous. You can't fiddle with it too much. You, you run the risk of, you know, it's a pretty wonderful game. People love it around I, the world. The simplicity of it is what, you know, when 
it, it attracts people. That's why it's the world game, because the games that I love, like cricket or American football, are complex, more complex, mm. whereas football, anybody can understand football, apart from the offside rule, but, but anybody can understand yeah. football. But the thing, the thing I liked about it, which I didn't realise till I watched the City game, is I quite liked the flaws it had. I liked the fact that a goalkeeper was off his line when he saved the penalty, and then we could come in on Monday and go, he was like, how could the keeper not mm. sit? You know, the referee not West sit? Ham was still a bit flawed. <laughs> yeah, but do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm going to miss the only things mm. I'm going to argue about now are facts. Mm. You know, the VAR decision, which was 100% right, but he was only offside by a toe now. Yeah. That's that's taking it away from what a I loved bit. about it. Yeah. Oh, well, we'll see. I, I think it's going to change, evolve. What we're seeing now won't be what we're seeing in 10 years' time. The, sure the, handball, the handball thing's crazy. You know, the bolly. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... I mean, that's barking, isn't it? Mad. You, you don't want to be bringing in rules that rule against goals. I but that's been see the point of that, that rule. To my understanding, has been brought in to help make a decision using the VAR. Mm. But it's uh, you know if it's inadvertent. I mean, it's different. You know, if it, if you inadvertently it goes in off your arm, I think well that's one thing. But if it inadvertently drops to somebody and you ha- and it isn't handball, then you know what's I the agree problem? With you. But, I agree with anyway, you. They, they, they like to mess with it. So yeah. what can it's you surprising do? that you think United will finish outside the top five. No, no, fifth. Oh, fifth. That's the top four, then. Well, I do. I, I, Even after we absolutely hammered Chelsea at the weekend. Yeah, it was a funny sort of hammering, though, wasn't it? I think you heard uh, Solskjaer say at half-time, the stats of the match, which can mean nothing or mean mm. everything, are in Chelsea's favour. You heard uh, Solskjaer saying United were hanging on in the first half, which I think there was an element of that. The yep. goal really helped them without that. I mean, until Zuma did that moment of madness, which apparently is the first time he's ever given a penalty away in his career, which is incredible, really. Until that moment, Chelsea <laughs> was so on top. I was quite surprised the way they were playing. And, and you know, so I just... Let's wait and see, as they pundits were saying, let's see how United do when a team sits, you know, back against them mm. I think that, in I think... a compact nature. And they can't play on the counter. Then they've got to f- play their way through. Have they got the, the ability to do that? When they come play on a Sunday after they've played away somewhere, you know, like in Russia or something on a Thursday, how will that go? You know, that type of thing. I think we'll learn more, and again, no disrespect to Chelsea, but they were weakened, we know that. We'll learn more, United will learn more when we go away to Molyneux on Monday night. Absolutely. Because that's the game last season, I think we lost twice actually. Yeah. That's the game that if things are different now at United, we'll find out. If they're the same... But we'll again, this. you can't really judge it because although it's Monday, Wolves have, have got other. I think Wolves have got a game. I would imagine they've got a Europa League game this week. So you know, so they're not. It's not quite the same. And also, two seasons worth. You never can can really compare. I, I think you know, it's all about for United to finish in the top four. They have to beat the likes of Arsenal, Spurs, Liverpool, yeah. and City. Yeah. Can they do that? They might. Are or, you convinced about Lampard? Uh, convinced? Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm well, he's, optimistic. He's got, the, he's got the job not because he's the best man. I think it's, he, he, the thing is, how could they have attracted, um, say, for example, not, not the, just using his name, Ancelotti, for example? Because you can't, the top manager like that, so I'm going to come in and say to him, oh, well, you go, how much money have I got to spend? Who, who can I bring in? Oh, nobody. We've got a transfer. No, but if, that, if that's the case, you are suggesting that only Frank Lampard would, and I'm suggesting there's far more experienced managers out there than Lampard that would have taken the job. Yeah, but I think, you know, that I think Chelsea I mean, fans, you could argue, why didn't Bielsa get it? We could argue, why did Solskjaer get it? You know, it's the oh, same, without, oh, without a doubt. You know, it's the same thing. So you have to give these men... Uh, but Bielsa's, I, a great, I, Bielsa's got a fantastic history. He's a great manager, you know, and he's got great experience. You know, I just like... I like the way... He's a, I love the way he played. I love the way he talks. I think he's a very intelligent guy. I think he will get it right. I think the club will give him time. I, as I said to you at the start of the show, I don't see them... What's you know, time? Because I think when time Jose is, left... Time is a whole 
whole season and they don't finish higher than between 8th and 10th, but they still give him a chance next season, give him some extra players, some new players. Chelsea desperate. You know, you look at, look at Arsenal's front three. Aubameyang, Lacazette and Pepe for 80 million. You compare that to Chelsea's front three, you know, come on. You know, they've lost their best player. They've lost Hazard. You know, he was worth a lot of goals. Like, you know, if you were if you were in the transfer window, you'd be saying, well, Chelsea need two top strikers. They need a winger. They buy Zaha and they need somebody like Cavani or someone even better than him. You know, that's what they need up front. And then at the back, they need a sort of, you know, uh, the bloke from uh, Napoli, you know, Koulibaly or somebody like that. OK, we're spending 200 million. Then you, Sunday would have been a different game, wouldn't yes. it? Why is it Batshuayi in the squad? No idea. He was in the. He played in pre-season, mm. so I'm, I'm hoping you'll play. If Chelsea, I find like them, him. He looks. He knows I where like the goal Bashway. is. If, if Chelsea find themselves around about fifteenth, I think that's where you were when Jose was sacked. If mm. you find yourself around there around the new year, yeah, they'll panic. You think so? <laughs> oh, I think so. If they, if they think there's a danger, if there's a danger of Chelsea going, getting caught up in the relegation mix. They will. They'll panic. I think. I don't think they'll stick with him, especially if people like Jose and you know others are available. Yeah. You know, so. and if that happens, will you go back to Sporting Fulham or you stay with Chelsea? How dare you? <laughs> That's a really terrible thing to say. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm joking, everyone. 1959. I'm joking, everyone. I did have a bit of Fulham in 57, though. <laughs> 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 it's not true. I'm talking about three. I heard him say it. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. And now we can turn our attention to a bit of WWE. It's the third most popular sport, would you believe, on the TalkSport website, TalkSport.com. And that's uh, thanks and more to our US sports editor who joins us in the studio to tell us more. Alex McCarthy, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me today, Why are guys. people over here crazy for WWE then? Oh, well, you know, it's hard to say, really, that the boom at the moment has kind of been grown from competition. Um, there's a new company, All Elite Wrestling, that is being founded by the Fulham owners, principally Tony Khan. 100 million of his own money has been put behind that. Uh, and at the same time, the WWE have got TV deals with Fox in America that's going to get them a billion over the next five years. You know, wow. we're talking like Premier League TV rights money, kind mm. of ballpark figures. Uh, Saudi Arabia, the next 10 years... They get 50 million a show, two shows a year, another billion in the bank for WWE. Uh, you know, the money and the interest is at an all-time high, um, and it's, it's pretty much down to their weekly live shows. So, with regards to popularity, I rem- my knowledge of WWE is appalling. I just remember, like, Hulk Hogan. That's it, really. I've met Hulk He's Hogan. still knocking around. Is he, but not <laughs> as a wrestling. Not no, wrestling. No, no. He can hardly walk. I mean, you know, yeah. people who don't think it's a sport, it isn't a sport, shouldn't underestimate the physicality of it, though. No, I mean, of course. He'd taken so much punishment. He came in, we interviewed him, and he, as he left the studio, he thought, oh, wow, this has taken a toll on him. I mean, Hulk Hogan himself has had nearly 10 back surgeries. So although it's obviously predetermined and, mm. you know, uh, and fake, some people will call it... Do they the, readily admit that now? Yes, they do. They I don't, do. They're not trying to pull the wool over people's eyes okay. anymore. Um, but the, the things that the performers go through and the lengths they go to certainly have an effect on the body, 1,000%. Okay, so going back to what I was saying about Hulk Hogan, that's, for me, when WWE was most popular. Is yeah. it? How is it compared to that era now? Is it tenfold or...? No, I mean, in terms of TV ratings, it's it's not actually doing that great. It's kind of around 2 million viewers, you know, which is still, rep- you know, it's fine. But in mm. America, during the height of the Monday Night Wars, which is the late 90s... Was Stone, it called the Monday Night... Monday Night Wars. So that was kind of mm. when there was two companies... And WWE had The Rock, everyone knows The Rock, right? And Stone Cold Steve Austin. That was the peak of the business in terms of money and TV ratings. Uh, Now, the money in terms of live events and pay-per-view buys, not as great, but as you said, the TV deals have just skyrocketed everything. So that's where all the income's coming now. I wouldn't say the business is thriving 
in terms of the stars they have today. The biggest star is probably Roman Reigns, and I'm imagining that's not a common name Rainsy. for you two. Old Reigns, boy. I remember The Undertaker. Is he still about? Yeah, they had him uh, compete a couple of months ago Did at they? a pay-per-view. Yeah, he's 53 now. Is he? Wow. Yeah. There's a great documentary about Is it Jake the Snake? Yeah, yeah, of There's course. There's a great documentary about him. Yeah, yeah, no, no, they are. They, they, they're great characters. I knew Roddy Rod. Uh, Roddy Piper. Roddy, yeah, here we go. I can't even What's say. His name? Rowdy, <laughs> Roddy oh, Piper. There's no way I'll attend no, that. Late, <laughs> late Rowdy Roddy yes. Piper. He was a lovely man, really good bloke. Yeah, that's the and thing with these Saudi Arabia shows, sorry, that they wheel out the big stars for the big money for those. Yeah, well, that makes sense. And Sky still show it, but of course, it's often in f- sort of late at night. It's yes. a bit like pay per view boxing, you know, from Las Vegas. It takes place pretty late hours, but I suppose it still gets an audience. There was a big event, wasn't there? Was this Sunday night? SummerSlam, yeah, that's right. I mean, it's funny you mentioned Sky um, before I move mm. on to SummerSlam BT have just got the rights oh have they so okay. from January uh, BT is Michael have... Owen doing the commentary on that I hope so <laughs> <laughs> Owen Hargreaves <laughs> oh, he's falling out of the ring <laughs> did, did Owen just turn up <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, and, and obviously ITV have got this new company uh, AEW so in in English television that's two companies running um, big big stations mm. but but yeah SummerSlam went down on Sunday um, you know another returning legend per se was Goldberg he's 52 years of age Goldberg Goldberg never heard of him exactly still competing <laughs> he must be related to one of us <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what's, Goldberg? what's his first name does he Bill Bill Goldberg. Goldberg yeah he actually had a stint in the NFL before he was a wrestler Really? Atlanta Falcons, yeah. There's a few, aren't there, that have graduated from the NFL because obviously yeah. they had the size and the f- athletic ability. They come from a lot of um, different sports. You know, uh, Brock Lesnar is another name, obviously, mm. former... Say, U- his name, say his name again. Brock, Brock Lesnar. Lesnar. Oh, Brock Lesnar. Oh, I know Brock. Former okay. UFC heavyweight champion. Mm. Um, okay. So he, he was in the main event and lost, actually, this Sunday. Um, so there, there is still some of those crossover stars that in WWE pays them... A lot of money. Um, do you like, sorry, Andy, do you like the soap <laughs> opera element? The sort of, you know, the, the sort of storylines and the dry, it's a load of old rubbish, but I mean, I yeah. imagine the fans love it. Well, when done well, I do. I mean, there's some of them that, you know. Can you explain, what, you, what do you mean the storylines? Just before the fight, they're backstage and it's like, I'm going to whip his head. Or is, it, is there actually like a 30-second yeah, episode? There's more to it than there that. There is. Like, so at the moment, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to sound silly saying no, this. Go on, give but us, at, at the moment, they're doing like a who's been attacking Rangy Boy. And, um, you know, they had they had someone attempt to hit him with a car two weeks ago, and it was a whole whodunit thing, you know, like... So is this like a 30-minute episode before they go into the ring? Raw? It's, like, it's like a soap opera. It's, 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 it's sort of... They're the characters in the soap opera, and they as they, they hate each other in the ring, they hate each other outside, and somebody else sticks up for someone else, and mm-hmm. someone else That's comes exactly in. exactly it. Yeah. There's good guys, bad guys, baby faces and heels, they call it in wrestling. Baby faces and heels? And heels. You're a bad guy, you're a heel. You're okay, a baby what's face the relevance of heel and bad guy? That's just what they call it in the rest heel, of the business. It's, it's, it's esoteric and stuff yeah. to some I've people. I've watched Goodfellas millions of times and never heard. <laughs> well, there you go. Vince McMahon is a legendary character, of course, the, the man Indeed. behind it all. Yeah. is uh, obviously a very, very wealthy man and quite a, a demanding bloke, isn't he? He runs it a bit like Bernie Eccleston, isn't it? With Formula oh. One, he's really the Oh, he the man. manages. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, with with this AEW, for instance, um, Tony Khan has employed a, a lot of wrestlers to be his executive, uh, you know, pre- vice presidents to to oversee a lot mm. of different things. Vince McMahon is the be all and end all in WWE. He's the decision maker. You know, he's seventy three, still going strong. Built, uh, isn't he? Himself, oh yeah. wow, he still does the mm. front covers of Muscle and Fitness and stuff like that. <laughs> he, you know, there's no, he's not slowing down. That's amazing. 
I can ask a silly question. Uh, going back to the SummerSlam, which was well, a couple of days ago, wasn't it? Two yes. days ago. Uh, Becky Lynch defended her Raw Women's Championship. Why is her nickname The Man? Well, that's kind it's of... unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's meant to be the opposite. It's meant to be empowering because wrestling has been such a male-dominated business. Okay. Uh, WrestleMania this year was, a, you know, the 35th iteration of that. It was the first time a woman had main-evented WrestleMania wow. and it was Becky Lynch. Wow. Okay. Alongside, that is huge news. Yeah, alongside Ronda Rousey. That's another name a lot of people oh, yeah, know. She's from in this now, is she, Ronda Rousey? She yeah. is. She's a UFC Hall of Famer, um, former, former champion there as well until... Know, she took two really bad defeats and then yes. she turned to wrestling. So, uh, but and what know, sort of money could she be looking to earn? Because, of course, in the octagon, we're talking millions upon millions. Yeah. As a wrestler, what she sort of money? will have earned more with WWE, really, definitely. <laughs> the, Wrestlema the WrestleMania payoff would have been monumental. That's wow. interesting. And do they still have, and I'm going to slow it down for this one, do they still have the Royal Rumble? <laughs> I was exactly written that down, the Royal Rumble. That's, is that the one where there's 30 wrestlers in the ring to start with in Last Man Standing? I don't know why you got me on. He, he knows it all. <laughs> he does know it all. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's, uh, yeah. It is. It is still going do they, strong. Do they have it here at the SummerSlam? They have it every, Mon uh, every Monday, every January. They, it's the first pay-per-view of the year, is the Royal Rumble. And, and is that, I use the term fixed quite loosely here, but is that um, all predetermined as to... All of it is predetermined. Literally every every fight, um, you know, it's th the reason fans get invested is in terms of the characters that they get behind. It's just like, it's like when a you, pantomime, yeah. Yeah, but you watch any film or TV series that you're addicted to. There's characters you gravitate to and you want yeah, to see. Sure. And it's exactly the same way. So, presumably you can't bet on this then. You can. You definitely can. Really? You Sky can... Sports will, will give you odds, yeah. Oh, that's mad. Even though, even though someone somewhere knows exactly what's going to happen. Precisely that, yes. And that's kind of a lot of what our traffic is on the website is backstage rumours and, you know, behind the scenes kind of stuff where people love to know what's going on and the decisions that are being made. Who's being pushed? And pushed in wrestling terms means who is getting the top spots, who's going to get wow. the wins. And just in case the listeners think we've gone mad deep devoting 15 minutes to this, we should say <laughs> that it's the third most clicked upon subject on our TalkSport website, yeah. isn't it? Which is incredible. So, Football, go on. Yeah, sorry, from January to um, now, last year, in 2018, we had a grand total of 9,000 clicks on WWE. So from January 2018 to now? Yeah, no, to um, August of 2018. So right. the same period of time okay, as, right, as to saying. this year, in 2019. This year, we're now at 6 million. It's amazing, isn't That's, it? That's, you know, the turnaround really... You should be getting a raise. Huh? Are they paying you enough? I mean, yeah. it's only your work. <laughs> can, can we clip that? It's only your work. You know that, don't you? <laughs> oh, well, He's not in a position to give you a raise. <laughs> if, if whoever says no, just get me in a half Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I know. I know you know that. All right, yeah. Oh, well, listen, uh, a real pleasure speaking to you, yeah, Alex. Lovely. I'm sure the first of many visits to you, but this show or the Sports Bar will talk WWE. Um, so people can just go to the website, talksport.com, and find out more about WWE. Yes, indeed. Right? We, we have a wrestling... Um, you know, subsection on the website that has all AEW and WWE news, uh, and if, you know our, our US side of the business is growing as well. So feel free to check out UFC, uh, NFL, NBA, anything you like. Okay, who's your favourite wrestler, by the way? All, all time or yeah. now? Well, oh, either oh, the Rock. The Rock was my you guy like as okay. a kid. And what's he doing now? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know, Andy. I know. I know. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between one and four PM on Talksport. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.